Eve, when I get to hear you singing Christmas carols, whether you've been in church a while or not, we kind of know these songs and, and sing them out, and there's something about a message that shows up in them. Hey, if you're new with us, I'm Tom. I'm the lead pastor here at, at Wendover Hills, and I'm so glad you're here. In fact, my hope for every single one of you is that Wendover Hills would be a regular part of your weekend in 2000. 22. I really believe that there is life transformation that can happen right here as we let the Lord speak into our heart. But tonight I thought to start this Christmas message, I would share with you about one of the most vivid memories I have from my childhood. I grew up in Southern California and I was a Boy Scout. And so on one particular occasion, we went on one of those backpack trips, about 15 of us Boy Scouts and a couple Scout leaders, and we went to what's called Five Peaks. It was a pretty ambitious hike for a young age. Now, we were pumped. We were excited. We were going to get to backpack. We were going to sleep on the ground. We got to use our pocket knives, right, for something more than the backyard. So we were pretty excited. Now, it rained a little. Well, it rained a lot, right? It was cool. Uh, uh, it was cold even, even in the middle of the summertime. On one particular night, the scoutmaster said, hey, I want to do an exercise. When I count to three, I want everybody to turn off their flashlights, and I don't want you turning them back on until I tell you to. Now, at first, we were pretty excited about that. I mean, we were young boys, right? The darkness, at least we thought, didn't scare us. We had been in the dark in my room or in the backyard. But what I realized is that up to that moment in my life, that every time that I had been in darkness, there was always a hint of light, maybe some moonlight, maybe some stars, uh, a light coming under the door, a light, night light in the distance, something like that. But this, this was different. Three, two, one. And we just sat there, excited at first, and then it got kind of quiet. As we sat in the, the thick clouds and the tall trees, which made it pitch black dark, it got real quiet. And I didn't expect to start feeling anxious, afraid even. I could tell you how I felt, though I wouldn't admit it to my other scouts. I started to have that feeling of dread and uncertainty inside and around me. I think maybe in that moment, for the first time in my life, the best word to describe it is the word hopeless. Now, when our scout leader actually had us turn back on our lights, and he started to explain to us what darkness does, what you feel in darkness, I realized something that night. In the absence of light, in the absence of, of all light, it's impossible to have hope. Can, can I say that again for somebody here tonight? In the absence of any light, it's impossible to have hope. And listen, if I could take you back to experience what I experienced that night on that mountain in pitch black, I'm telling you, you'd guarantee you would say the same thing about that. I know what some of you are thinking, though. Some of you are like, I don't need a mountain. I don't need thick clouds. I, I don't need that type of experience to understand what you're talking about. The last year or two years of my life, I understand exactly what you're saying because it's been dark. Is actually something we all share in common, right? The last 18 months or so, there's been all kinds of challenges and darkness that has snuck its way in. Some of you lost a job, a relationship, 
a marriage, maybe an opportunity, a dream, or maybe you would just describe it as I've kind of lost my way. And some of you have actually turned to some things, some habits or patterns that have been kind of even destructive for you. Listen, for a few of us here today, right in the middle of all that the last year or so has thrown at you, we've lost somebody too. And I just want to tell you tonight, I am so sorry. Because I recognize now that, that losing a loved one and experiencing the holidays for the first time, that is a painful thing to walk through on top of everything else in the last year or two. And listen, kids, students, I mean, come on, right? Uh, online learning, that was brutal, wasn't it? I, things were canceled, concerts and sporting events and uh, graduations went virtual. For some of you, like you went off to college, right? And these were going to be the greatest years of your life is what they told you, right? And two weeks later, you came back to stare at a computer screen for a semester or two, right? And your anxiety rose and jumped up. What this year has been like is like being up on that mountain with thick clouds and tall trees in pitch black. And somebody has turned the light in your life off. And what you know intuitively is in the absence of any light, it's impossible to have hope. And yet tonight, I want to remind you where we find our hope. 700 years before the first Christmas, God spoke to a man named Isaiah. And Isaiah wrote down these words, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Do you need to hear that tonight? Just a few verses later, he says, and unto us a child is born. He's talking about Jesus. When Jesus was born, God sent into the world his source of light and hope. That's what he offered. That's what he said he was from the very beginning. Listen, think about the Christmas story. When the wise men needed to find their way, what showed them the way? It was this light in the sky. When the angels announced to the shepherds what happened, this light shone around them. Later on, we actually learn much later, Paul, who once was a killer of Christians, then he became a Christian. Well, what happened when he became? He was, he was blinded by this bright light on him. If you hear nothing I say tonight, I want to make sure you hear this. Jesus can shine a light into the darkest places of your life, the most hopeless places of your life, the places where your own effort and your own striving you know has come up short. Jesus can shine a light into all of those areas. That's the gift of Christmas. In fact, Jesus says it about himself this way. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The promise in Jesus is that you do not have to walk in the darkness ever again. That's what he's saying. He is going to shine and be that light. Like, could it be tonight that the source of the darkness for you simply is that 
simply is that you're not walking in the light that Jesus offers. I mean, ask yourself, where is it in the past year that you've turned to to find your light? There's got to be something in these dark, challenging times that you've turned to something. The question is this, how has it been working for you? Has it been lighting up your life, offering you light and hope? Let me tell you what a lot of people turn to in this time. Maybe more money or more things. Get better at the thing that, that you might think you're a little good at. A new or improved relationship. If I could just fix this marriage. Some of you started to focus on your, your own image, right? What do I look like? How strong am I? What do I weigh? We even need to feel like we need to solve our anxiety and depression. All of these things are important to tackle. And when none of that works, we often try to numb ourselves however we might find a way. Maybe some new habit, pattern, even addiction that we pull into our life. But could it be that the root cause of this darkness, this lack of hope, really isn't your circumstances? Whether it's lack of money, a failed relationship, even, even the presence of anxiety. Could it be that this darkness is simply an absence of Jesus in your life? I mean, Jesus tells us he wants to speak into all those things we just named. But he offers us a different starting place than we have on our own. Jesus says this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness again. Can I just give you a little context of what Jesus just said? See, there's a festival going on, and Jesus is speaking to a people. And these people have come from all over to be in Jerusalem for the festival. It's called the Festival of Tents. And this is what they did. They would come into the town, and on the outskirts of town, they'd put up these mini little tents, like you might do when you go camping. And they'd live in these tents during the festival. And what the tents represented was the land that God provided for them wherever they lived back at home. This tent represented that. So they would have this tent they would live in. In the evenings, they would go and they would celebrate and worship in the temple courtyard. And there were these pillars in the courtyard that had candles on them, and fire would run up these pillars, and fire and flame would come out the top, and that would light up the entire courtyard. And they would worship in this setting. But Jesus wasn't welcome in this setting. He was, he was beside it in the treasury, this big, this big room, the stone room, no windows. In fact, it doubled as a storeroom. And so candles were stored there and all other kinds of stuff. And with Jesus is this group of people who are kind of deemed religiously unclean to go and be in the festival. And so that's the setting. Jesus with people who did not think the festival of light was for them. And Jesus turns to them and says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have light of life. To people who are walking in darkness, hearing those powerful imagery that Jesus is giving when he speaks this. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? That Jesus can be the one source of light for your life. 
It almost sounds too simple. Like we want it to be more complex. We want it to be like a, you know, a complex math equation you can't figure out, right? But let me ask you something. Why would Jesus, why would God ever want to make it complicated for you to experience hope? For you to experience light? What if God just has you here tonight? What if God used somebody to invite you? Maybe somebody even pester you to be here, right? What if God did that so that tonight he could get your attention, that you, you can find hope and light when you turn your life over to Jesus Christ, when you consider what he has to offer, the Son of God. God sent Jesus here for this purpose, to come to earth, to live a perfect life, to die on the cross for us, to offer us these things we talk about during Advent, to give us this hope. No matter how you've messed up, no matter what you've experienced or what you're walking through or how distant and disconnected you feel, that Jesus' light is there for you. If you put your faith and your trust to say, I want to follow him. And the best thing about it is you don't have to earn this. It's a gift freely given. All you have to do is accept it. You know, I wonder for you if you've ever wrestled with that. I wonder even if tonight, what would keep you from saying yes to Jesus? Yes to him being your source of hope and light. Here's what I want to do is I want to kind of close this time of teaching with just a prayer. And I realize for many of you, you have had a moment in your life where you said yes to Jesus and you wanted to be a follower, but maybe, maybe there's somebody here who hasn't, and this was a night. And I want to offer a prayer. And if you're ready, if you're ready to say, I want to put my trust in Jesus, I want to just guide you through a prayer. You can pray it in your heart, in your head. You don't have to say it out loud. But you can just follow along. We'll all bow and close our eyes and pray. Let's do that. Let's pray. If this is you, just follow. If you're ready to become a follower of Jesus, let Jesus be the hope of your life. You may be like, I'm not sure what it all entails. I just know that's what, that's what I want. You can pray a prayer just like this. You just pray it in your own heart after me. Jesus, I confess I've not looked to you for light and hope. Forgive me for my selfish ways, for my sin. I believe and I place my faith in you that you came to this world, lived a perfect life, died for my sins. You were raised to life again. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Show me your light. Give me your hope. I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen.